0: Welcome listeners to Small Business Portland, where we discuss the future of independent small business in Portland, Oregon. I'm Joanne Church, your host and Executive Director of Venture Portland. Today, we have colleagues, Deborah Rochford. She's a business owner of Rochford Studios and Rochford Creative, and Calvin Hoff of Venture Portland. We are here for our first podcast to talk about the importance of social media, especially in the time of the pandemic. And I wanted to talk about this today because I am a huge advocate, like all of us on this podcast today, of small business. And what I've noticed is that many businesses are not keeping up with sharing whether they're doing takeout and delivery, whether they're doing by appointment only, what their new hours are, that sort of thing. So it can be frustrating to try to support a small business when they're not updating their information. And so that concerns me for small businesses who maybe don't realize that they're missing the connection to their customers, because what happens for me anyway is I dig around, I try my best to find out their information, and then I move on if I can't find recent relevant info about their hours or whatever. Um, So, Debra, I know you have a lot of social media background, and that's part of what you do with your work. So can you give us some tidbits, some takeaways for people that are listening to this podcast about what they could do for themselves as small business owners with social media right now?
1: Yes, there's. um, thank you Joy so much uh, for having me here today. I definitely am super passionate about making sure that small businesses are seen and heard. And one of the major ways to do that is through social media. You know, uh, when I was a kid, we used to have these great things called phone books that were huge, big listings of all the businesses around. And if you needed a business, you could flip open your yellow pages and go right down through and find the type of business that you want. And we don't make those anymore because now we have things like the internet and we have things like Google and Bing and these search engines, and we have social media. And social media is like the yellow pages now, like you need to have your information listed on there so that people can find you. People go to social media now to find the resources that they need, to find a general contractor, to find a landscaper. They're Going to social media to find those people. And so, if you are not listed there, if you don't have your current correct information there, you are missing out on clients and and customers because that is today's yellow pages. That's where you need to have your information listed and where it needs to be listed correctly.
0: That's a good point in general, right? About hey, it's no longer yellow pages, it is social media. And, but particularly, you know, even right now, I would say that the yellow pages wouldn't work in the time of the pandemic because your hours are are adjusting so much, right? Maybe your business closed completely and then you tried takeout for a week and you decided that didn't work or you're completely booked up with clients now and because of COVID you're doing fewer appointments, that sort of thing. And so keeping up those hours and information is so critical now. So that may be going into your social media like every day to update that kind of thing. So, um, I think this is something that's very relevant right now. Um, so Calvin, so with the businesses that you work with, who do you see doing an exceptional or really good job at keeping up with their social media?
2: Well, you know, one of those businesses would be, you know, businesses like Two Rivers Bookstore, you know, and what I think is, you know, really great about what they do is that You know they, um, you know you have all the basics that you need in order to shop and support that business. You know when they're open, if you can do, you know pickup, delivery, what kind of online events they might have. It's all very, very clear when you visit their social media presence. But what I think they do that's also great is they really highlight their place in the community, and so going beyond just the post saying, "Hey, we have this new book in" or "this new item in" for you to purchase, they talk about where they're getting breakfast that morning, you know, and take a picture of their great breakfast at the place down the streets. And I think what that really does is it really shows customers that they are part of a, a small business community that they're supporting when they go out and um, shop local for an afternoon.
0: Oh, I think that's a really good point. I think that it is a difference now where, you know, because let's say with books, right, you can buy a book through Amazon, that's true. But to keep it local, you don't want to bother, right? To find two rivers and look there, so that they're showing that they're truly a part of the community. Makes other people say, oh, "I should be part of the community too," right? It's connecting those dots all the time, back to your neighborhood, back to your community. I think that's an excellent point. And, um, Deborah, if you'll kind of speak to this, but you know, traditionally with businesses, we have even with social media, like, oh, you post a couple times a week. No more, no more than once a day, and I think that old school thought about social media has kind of gone out the window. That um, you know, you want to be more relevant, more on top of it as much as possible. What are your thoughts on that, Deborah?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would agree that kind of the the standards that used to be the social media standards that used to be in place even six months ago are completely different now. Just like everything else, it, you know in business people have had to pivot their entire business uh, you know models and, and pivot what how they're serving their community and using social media to do that um i it's been i think a huge Way that some of these businesses are staying relevant and staying in front of their customers, especially if they can't have their brick and mortars open. Um, you know, it's it's I've seen some great businesses, uh, you know, resale shops and things, really turning and being able to do selling online in an easy way because they've got some of that social media component in place and ready to go and even if it's not ready to go you can easily get it put together um, but i think communicating has communicating with your client and customer has become even more important and uh you know as our email systems filter out mailchimp or some of these other newsletter type uh you know communications, social media really is the, the pivotal way to directly reach your customers and clients, uh, you know, short of going and knocking on their door. Right.
0: Right. Which you wouldn't do now because of the pandemic. Right. It's like, you know, that bothering to drive or take public transit to go to your favorite shop if you're not sure that they're open, you're not going to do that now. Right. And you're, you know, we're not just wandering around on a weekend, strolling around neighborhoods to shop anymore because it's COVID-19. So that has gone out the window too. So I, you know, this is why, again, posting your hours, posting what you're serving or what, you know, new books you have on the shelves or what new shoes you have coming in, showcasing that that on social media is so important. I, I think that's, you know, It's just how it is now. And like you said, Deborah, it's pretty easy to set up an account. Instagram is not that difficult. It takes a little while, you know, as all of us know with with Zoom life, right? It's like, oh, every day. Like, how do I do this? I keep messing up. It's like, yeah, it's a process, but just stick with it and start, right? It's like it's not going to get easier to begin. You just got to go for it.
1: Exactly, Joy. Even just starting with you know, getting your business information up there, having that listing is so important for people to even find your business. Um, and, and I think we're talking a lot in frames of like brick and mortars promoting themselves, but for home-based business, for service-based businesses, it's so important to be in these platforms because you will not be found or Uh, you know, even if you have referrals and word of mouth, people are gonna go to these social media platforms to see your work, to see what you're doing, to see the clients you're working with. Um, And that can be huge for your business.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, when I'm gonna order something, I'm looking at their social media and if they haven't posted even for 48 hours, it right goes to my it goes to my mind, oh, maybe they've closed up again or, or whatever. Like I make an assumption that things have changed for them so that I should just move on to the next place to, you know, buy shoes or whatever it is that I'm looking for. Um, so Calvin, for you, for you personally, how do you access local businesses?
2: Uh, you know, um, for me personally, I usually do go ahead and check their social media. Um, you know, in this COVID times right now, you really can't trust what the Google listing is going to say. You can't trust what the Yelp listing is going to say. And so, you know, social media is usually the one platform they have direct control over. Of course, if that doesn't look active, then I need to go ahead and maybe give them a call. And if they're not picking up their phone, maybe I'll take the walk over and just see what the building looks like or if they have, you know, any kind of sign indicating what their new hours are. But you know, going back to our point, these are all things that force the customers to do more work. And unless you're a very dedicated customer who really, really wants to support that business, some people might just go ahead and look at the social media feed, see that it's empty and say, well, I don't want to go through all that trouble just to get you know this one product. I'll go look somewhere else.
0: Exactly, yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree that, you know, that you do that, Calvin, is remarkable that you like make the effort, but I think most people you know, they're not even gonna pick up the phone, much less put their shoes on and walk to a business to see if it's open. It's like, well, the assumption is, okay, well, I guess they don't want my business. They didn't update their information, right? And there's, there are just too many options to even to support local. They're just, you know, you just move on to the next place on your list, right? So it, it can be very difficult, I think, for businesses to realize that, you know, the customers want to connect with them, but they don't know how to be connected unless the, the business shows them how to engage, right? Uh Deborah, I think I cut you off. You were gonna say something.
1: No, I was just gonna agree with Calvin. That, I mean, the more clicks that it takes somebody to get to the information they're finding, the less likely they are to continue clicking to find that information. Uh with nonprofits, it's known the more times somebody has to click to donate, the less likely they are to donate. So the more times that somebody's gotta click through your social media or to your website to dig for the information the less likely they are to actually take the action of calling you or soliciting you for your business
0: yeah i think that's very true and it was before covid and now really really it's just the way of the world that if it takes too long you just you know you just move on like we keep saying uh so I wanted to uh kind of pivot our conversation a little bit the word of the year pivot 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 uh and kind of talk about some of the BIPOC owned businesses that you are locally interested in and are supporting right now um You know, in our new landscape, we have an increased appreciation for BIPOC businesses and BIPOC people in our community. And so we certainly want to encourage listeners to engage with those businesses. Uh, Calvin, do you have one or two uh, BIPOC-owned businesses that you're involved with right now?
2: Yeah, uh, one of the businesses that I think is great for food is Dirty Lettuce. And they are a vegan barbecue cart that is um, on 42nd Avenue in the new Shady Pines vegan food cart pod. Um, from, from what I understand, they actually moved here relatively recently from Mississippi. And so you can really guarantee it's some uh, good Southern cooking, but of course, uh, with a lot more vegan options than you might get um, in the state of Mississippi. Um, and on the shopping side of things, I would also recommend Trey Bone up in St. John's. Um, he's a really great business owner that again, is super involved in his community and does a lot of, um, in pre COVID times, is doing a lot of events there just to help build um, up community beyond just going in and picking up your cat food or your dog food. And so, between Dirty Lettuce and Traybone, Bone, um, I would definitely recommend supporting both of those businesses.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to try out Dirty Lettuce. I know that we probably have some, you know, die hard Southerners who are like vegan Southern food. Come on. but <laughs> But I've heard great things, <laughs> those yeah. are great recommendations. Deborah, what about you? Do you have any BIPOC-owned businesses that you're
1: into right now? You know, I absolutely love uh, Mimi's Fresh Teas. They are not a uh, brick and mortar, but they are online. And um, she is a woman of color and has some amazing uh, shirts right now that just really go along with what's happening. Um, she is a major um player down at our protest every night and is delivering these great um social justice t shirts that are just amazing and she's got them all over town and her social media is really great to check out wonderful pictures great descriptions and you can really see from small kid to large adult they um they range in some great messages and stuff uh so she's one definitely to check out and then food wise I mean Po Shines in North Portland, how can you not want to go eat some yummy southern food from Po Shines, but uh, Mimi's Fresh Teas, I think she's definitely, um, uh, she has used social media not only in a great way to promote her business, but uh, to promote um, uh, just herself and has really uh, become one of the standouts in some of this uh, social justice issues that are happening in Portland right now. Oh, those are
0: great recommendations and i'm so glad you mentioned the shirts because i was thinking tea as in drinking teas
1: oh
0: yeah. <laughs> i like, oh, you know, first of her like oh t-shirts okay got it
1: <laughs> yes uh, yeah uh, all the yellow uh moms have been summoned shirts she created and has yeah okay. she's created some really great ones down there
0: okay that is great thank you for the fresh recommendations um and so of a parting question here we're keeping it short today since this is our first podcast again listeners thank you so much for being with us and so this is really about you know what gives you hope for small business um you know what are the things that you're seeing that are really exciting that have come out because of covid that maybe would have taken you know years to um you know to emerge right i mean i think of This is not a small business piece, but like Zoom. Zoom's been around for what, like 12 years or something? Nobody used it, right? And so those people that created this thing are gonna be like, yes, it's finally paid off, right? Um, So, you know, it's like in terms of Portland, you know, we obviously all really care about Portland. And, you know, hope is also a very important thing for uh, customers as well as for business owners to feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel or they found a new tunnel uh that sort of thing so um calvin what are you what do you think about this question and what gives you hope for small business
2: you know uh for me and this is maybe speaking more from a customer perspective but it is really inspiring and nice to walk into a business and see them hosting other businesses inside and so i'm thinking about when i go to do uh, takeouts sometimes you'll see businesses that have a whole set of products from home-based businesses in the area that they're hosting um, at their business to encourage um, people to spend locally and support their neighbors that way. Um, You know, Going back to what I said about using social media to emphasize your place in a community, when I go into a business and I see that they're supporting other local shops, that really tells me that, hey, this business is committed to being a part of this specific community, and they want to do everything they can, even in the midst of a global pandemic, to help keep uh their friends family and neighbors afloat
0: yeah that's great i think that's great and it 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 does make you feel really hopeful doesn't it when you see community truly coming together because when you think about those kinds of things you know as a customer you can forget the back end of facilitating getting everybody together getting the tables and the chairs and the signage and the social media it's a lot of work so uh, you know, it means a lot when people make that big effort to uh, to ask others to come in uh, and be part of their efforts. So yeah, those are that's great, Calvin. Thank you so much. And Deborah, what about you? What gives you hope for small business?
1: Um, you know, as a as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, I know that other business owners and entrepreneurs are hustlers. I know that we hustle, we scrape things together, we patchwork things. We keep our boats afloat, and I think that's what's what I see happening with the business owners that I work with and and know. The pivoting, the the changing up of things, the you know the restaurants going to delivery models that they were um, you know adamantly against before, and things like that. Like you know businesses not wanting to do things online that they're doing now. Um, you know some of this has forced us into that way, but entrepreneurs and, and business owners are just scrappy. We're just hustlers that are just going to keep putting it together. So, you know, um, even if uh, businesses are lost, new ones will be created and we will continue to keep pushing and pushing our businesses. Cause it's what we're passionate about. It's our passion. It doesn't go away, uh, because of a virus, it's still there. So it will continue to be there for people. And, um, you know it, it will be an obstacle but i have hope that we'll come out of it stronger uh because we've had to kind of overcome and really hustle
0: yeah that's a very good point i think that small business owners are doing it because they're passionate right they're not doing it to become millionaires uh <laughs> uh so that passion is really what drives them and I, and that won't change i hope uh so again i want to thank my guest today deborah rochford is a colleague of mine she's also a business owner so check out rochford studios and rochford creative and calvin is also a colleague of mine at venture portland so thanks to the two of you for being here today listeners small business portland is hosted by me joy church and produced by jacob falkenberg and dane fredericks you can connect with us on instagram at venture portland please visit us at ventureportland.org for news on trainings and events And don't forget to buy local and support small business because small business builds strong neighborhoods. Thanks, everyone.